0: Hello and good morning and welcome to another episode of religions, regimes and refugees and their multicultural mess and secular scam. I hope you're having a great day and a great weekend, my dear friends. I know it's already Monday for you, uh, but it's a long weekend here in the other side of the world and it's a great, great day, great weekend, always great to be in a long weekend. And I am still on holiday. Uh, Three days, actually, not very long. I'll be back tomorrow and pick up where we left off. But I hope you're having a great time. And like I said, I was not going to do a podcast on the weekend. Um, uh, but here I am podcasting because I absolutely love it. And I miss having this podcast. I miss talking. And so I can do what I can do with that. Uh, it's like breathing for me now. And it's awesome. So thank you for listening in. Um, and on the weekend... Before I left, I came across a YouTube video uh, by business today. I think it was a channel on YouTube. It was called. it was a debate between Hafsh Gupta and um, Shashi Taru and a gentleman who I don't absolutely agree with. Uh, the mediator was Rajdeep Sardesai. was relatively uh, calm when someone who he's talking to he likes is there on a debate never interrupts. But otherwise, he's always interrupting lock, stock and barrel to impose his point of view on everyone else. But let's just talk about the debate. And well, this part was uh, where Harsh Gupta says, uh, or even Shashituru says, um, India did not become secular because of the word secular. India has been secular for thousands of years, and the Constitution uh, mentions the concept of secular, even before we became secular, that means when the Congress invented it and put it into the Constitution in 1976, or was it 70, in the 70s, sorry, uh, quietly, without a debate, without anything, without any questioning, and uh, now they sit and blame everyone else. Uh, about changing the constitution. But uh, they amended the constitution themselves, entering the word secular in it. And uh, he says, but before that, uh, Taru says, um, you know, we have the right to worship, the right to to propagate religion. All of that are concepts of secularism. But we have always been a Hindu Rashtra. I think Shashi Taru is playing on soft Hindutva. Yeah, now he's coming to terms because there's a possibility he'll be the next president of the Indian National Congress, the Socialist Indian National Congress. And um, yeah, so he's playing on the Hindutva, soft Hindutva. here we go, trying to get votes where he would never have said the word or said the concept hindu before. But here we are, uh, politicians as they may be, uh, left, right to center. And so he's saying... Well, we were always a Hindu rashtra, isn't that great? And Harsh Gupta replies and says, "Well, um, you know, I agree on this point with uh, Shashitaru. It's it's Hindus who made this country secular. Thank you very much. That's the word. That's so. That's the phrase I was looking at trying to listen to that to. It was the Hindus who made this country secular. Secular was not used." invented by some Gongshomerida Abrahamic empires colonial empires and the colonial arrogance but it was pr- to protect the Hindus from from colonial arrogance of the Abrahamic groups pretending to be uh, true uh, descendants of God um, and highly highly uh, supremacist um, um, that is the uh, issue here, so I was laughing my lungs out. I couldn't believe that they actually said it. But now, finally, they're coming to terms because we got an election in 2024, and they are—they want votes. And anyway, yes, my dear friends, it's, it's Hindu. It's the Hindus, Hindustan, that made this country secular. Uh, but uh, we have been inundated with refugees, traders, because of the wealth of this land for thousands of years, the educational facilities that did not exist in Europe, that did not exist in, uh, in, in, uh, in other lands, in Africa, in Arabia, the education, because people always want knowledge. And people came here from thousands of places all over the world. And today, these are the people calling us fascist, these are the people calling us um, uh, communal, these are the people calling us politist, um, yeah, um, and all types of derogatory words, you know what it is. I don't need to go to it and spend the weekend, the beginning of a week, talking about this negativity. But, you know, when you point the fingers at others, you don't define who they are. When you point the fingers at others, you show me a mirror image of who you are. Because it's your currents that form the waves. Um, And until we do not talk about it, we do not externalize this emotion, until we do not have that conversation, have the courage to have that conversation, we're not going to change the status quo, we have to call a spade a spade. So, uh, let me just give you uh, concepts about this. Uh, we know that, uh, uh, how it works, okay? We know that the Adnani group bought over a uh, controlling share of NDTV. It was a, a hostile takeover, should I say, if I could use the word allegedly, um uh, but yeah, there were people in the NDT group who did not know about it, uh, specifically Mr. and Ryan his, uh, and his wife, if I'm not mistaken. And it, it was a takeover and it happened. Um, and of course, when I, you know, takeovers happen, turn like in hockey or football. Turn on what happened. You go you, you go for a shot, you start you start, a, you start a down the line and all of a sudden one wrong mistake and there's a takeover that happens. It happens to all groups, all companies. It's part of life, it's part of the currents and waves, it's part of life. Uh, you know, everyone, the cycle will come full circle and, and some people will do it to you and you will do it to them. But that's the beauty of of, of being free-flowing metaphysical energy. I, I'm not against it unless, you know, it's, it's illegal or it, it, it does some include some illegal practices. But NDTV has not made any bond about making derogatory comments um, against the Adnani group because the Adnani group is not very uh, pro, I'm guessing. I don't know anyone of them. Uh, the Annani group is not very pro... Uh, um, what can I say? The NDTV or the Socialist Congress. Because the NDTV is free-flowing metaphysical... And, sorry, I apologize. Um, the Adnani group, I'm talking about the Adnani group, they're not very pro NDTV. Um, and they're not very... Um, Uh, pro-socialist because if you have socialism, you wouldn't have these big companies creating all these jobs. And of course, we know the NDTV is pro-Congress, pro-socialist, pro-I'm the truth, the way, the life. You submit to me and that's it. My way, the highway. I'm the moral police of the planet and everyone else has to submit to my opinion. And I can call everyone communal and then you can call everyone Uh, And you have to submit to my fear-mongering, my pandering, my uh, negative derogatory comments. And that's the NDTV. That's the socialist group of people. Um, And we know the Anani group doesn't like that because they're capitalists. But the NDTV has not made any bones about it. And you wonder why. And you you say, how can you even think about saying such derogatory comments. These are people from your country. Whether you like it or not, whether you're whichever group, they're creating jobs, they're creating all these great... Companies—they are creating trickle-down economics. They're giving—you're talking about—you're talking about unemployment. Here, you have another group that's creating unemployment, that's creating trade, that's creating commerce, that's empowering the economy. But you have—but the other side, you're calling, calling out them out and, and, and de- derating them, degrading them. What do you think is going to happen? Do you, do you really care about unemployment? Do you really care about people? Or you just want to drive a narrative so that you rise up to power? You don't really care about economics, do you? You don't care about secular. You don't care about the economy. You don't care about free-flowing and metaphysical energy. You don't care about employment. You just want a narrative. And that's what the socialist, Marxist group of people, uh, calling them secular, they don't know sweet nothing. They just spit it off, no economics, just empty, hollow narratives. And that's why this country was a third world country for so long. But now the tables have turned and they're gone to the NT and, and the NDTV is now taken over. Isn't that great? So you have to remember when you, when you point the fingers at others, you don't define who they are, but you, when you point the fingers at others, you show them a mirror image of who you are. It's your currents that form the waves, my friend. Understand that it's your currents. Um, and it. And we have to empower every single person in the country to rise up together. Whoever you are, whether whatever your label is, you have to remove your hats and empower, use the force from the inside to rise up together. And... Um, like like a piano, uh, like the harmonium, uh, you'll have the keys. Uh, one up, one down, one up, one down. But it, it's a beautiful harmony. They're not all going to be up at the same time. They're not all going to be down at the same time. But it's it's a it's it's a harmony. It's a melodious harmony. That's what Bharata is. Bha comes from the word melodious. A melodious. Um, tune a melodious balance that means we're in rhythm and scales we're in rhythm in sync with each other and that's what uh that's what it is uh bha-rata. ra comes from raga ta comes from tal bha-rata. melodious rhythmic melody of currents and waves and we have to do our every single bit to invest in, in, in ourselves, in positive action, in positive energy, in in which will bring about better economics, empower those people, say thank you to the people um, about economics, and uh, who is empowering the economics, and use their knowledge to continue that journey, and not negate them uh, like this socialist group who who only want people to submit to them and their narrative but really don't know sweet nothing about economics trickle down economics if it wasn't for the adnani group if it wasn't for the ambanis the hindujas this country wouldn't be who it is today let me explain something to you when i was growing up um um my grandparents uh, when they retired, they were small villagers, and they, you know, they left their village. They uh, rose up, they went to a big town. They, my grandfather only did his, his, you know, high school. My grandmother they didn't finish that. No money, and uh, they went to a big town. Uh, found a job, rose up the ranks, worked hard, put their children to school, and three generations later, here we are. They put their children to school and university. My my parents had great jobs, and then we had, yes, there were times when we were rough, but we had we had an education, and we are today a third generation who are because of the actions of my of my grandparents and their parents. And slowly by slowly, you rise up the rank, like currents and waves. Slowly, you come to the beach, um, and you empower yourself, and you give that knowledge to the next generation, like we're doing right now in a podcast. We're giving that knowledge away. Um, However, uh, there were times when, uh, or should I say, my grandfather, when he retired, he took his money, invested it in all these blue chip shares. Very much blue chip. And he bought it in those days. 10 paise. I don't think 10 paise exists anymore. Uh, 10 paise. Because in those days of were annas. My mother used to say. We are um, going for a movie with 16 annas. And I'm like, what is a 16 anna? I don't even know what it is. It's just, oh, well, in those days we had 16 annas. Like today, paise, I don't think there's 10 paise anymore. But he bought it for 10 paise. And when he died, they were... There were lax i mean these chip blue chip shares were incredible and among those blue chip shares were shares from these all these top companies that you have today but those companies those companies all these big hinduja's uh tatas uh reliance all these huge blue chip companies, India's creme de la creme, and my grandfather had the opportunity, thanks to his hard work, and the hard work of the generation of the grandparents of the Adnani groups, and um, the Mahindra groups, and, and the Tatars, and all their investment, all their hard work came to fruit, uh, came to the surface, and we got this great uh, economic bonanza, which um, which gave us, um, which gave us the ability uh, to invest in shares and gain from the dividends. And when my parents lost their jobs, my parents had financial troubles. Um, guess what? <laughs> uh, guess what? Uh, it was my grandparents who paid for us because my parents did not have any money. Um, and there was a period in time—I I don't know how long, eight to ten years. Where we didn't have much my grandparents we had money but i mean my one we had one salary but it was not enough even for those days we talk about unemployment we talk about um we talk about uh high cost of living but even for those days there were high costs of living everything went up I remember we used to cry that uh, a Colgate toothpaste was 8 rupees. One was 4 rupees and it went up to 8 rupees. And we're like, that's so expensive. Now today, if you don't get a a Colgate toothpaste, I don't know what it is, 150 or something like that. But, I mean, can you imagine 4 rupees to 8 rupees was a lot of money those days. Um, uh, We never heard the word crawl. Lax was a lot. crawl was unthinkable. But here it is. Uh, So my grandparents invest, gave us money. But where did that money come from? That money came from one place. That money came from his shares, the dividends, the hard work that he put in, the shares that he bought. He helped his grandchildren with education. So not only my grandfather worked so hard, he worked hard for himself, for his children, and for his grandchildren. And today, my education is because my grandparents and those dividends from those shares of the reliance groups, of the groups of um, the Mahindras, uh, the Reliance, the Hindujas, the Tatas, and all these big, massive uh, blue chip companies. And I can't but say thank you to them. Thank you so much for everything you've done for the country, for the thousands of jobs that you've created, for the thousands of investments that you've done, for the trickle-down economics, for the dividends that you've given all these people on the pl- in India and who've paid the education. It is amazing, absolutely amazing, and I just want to say thank you to all of them, um, and, and we were really happy, uh, we were very, very happy to have this education. Now, we knew that our grandparents had blue chip shares, uh, but we didn't know much about it. My grandfather would say, deposit this check, deposit that check, deposit this check, and we were like, oh my God, do I really have to do this? We didn't know where the money came from. We just know we went to school and it's only when we grow up and we realize you know it comes to fruit but then we went back in, in time and I would think to myself here was these big blue chip companies doing such great work and giving trickle-down economics to 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 all these people in the country and we paid for our maids who didn't have any money we paid for their education too. my grandfather paid for the education of, of the maids Children, because they never had money. So, how many people he helped all with these dividends? But here was the, the church. Okay, the church only told you, oh, the Hindus are bad, the Hindus are going to hell, the Hindus. Um, the Hindus are, are caste. The Hindus are this. The Hindus and their thousands of God. The Hindus, the Hindus, the Hindus, the Hindus, the Hindus. This is their non stop. The BJP is bad, the RSS is bad. BJP is bad, the RSS is bad. The Hindus are bad, the Hindus are, the Hindus are this. The Hindus are non stop, non stop communal tension. They put you on a negative plantation and keep you in this aggressive, negative life. It's so disgusting. It's so unethical. It's so common. It's so supremacist and the church just goes after it. They brainwash you to be, to be negative and keep you in a state of fear and anger. Um, and here you are. It's not the church that's giving us education. Nothing in the Bible gives us any education. Nothing in the Bible does anything for us. They only talk about the spiritual world in the next world, but what about now? Is God coming to pay your your energy bills? Is God coming to pay your education fees? Is God coming to end it? You have to work, right? But they make us believe in this supernatural Superman thing, and as if like you know, like the Superman toys and He-Man toys we used to get, and uh, it's like uh, absolutely ridiculous. And you're waiting there for God to come, but you got no money and no food on the table, no education. But all these big Hindu companies are doing their best, not because the Hindus, because they can. They are not locked in in a in a angry, negative slave factory. They are not locked in this narrative by some colonial invaders. Uh, and un- unfortunately for them, they survived. And be- it's and still, in spite of all the invasions, in spite of all the education, in spite of all the trauma that these colonial invaders did uh, to this land, guess what, they're still saying thank you for a second chance, thank you for being there, they've never done anything to us, they still treat us like they're equal, they treat us like we're we're better, we're equal citizens, they're very grateful to us, they treat us as equal as anyone else, never in India has anyone treated me a second class citizen, except the church, except my own family and their dogmatic negative attitude at the church. You know, you must submit, you must shut up, you must respect, you must... Everything is a must, 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 like a second-class citizen so that we don't leave the plantation. And here they are, Hindus are bad, Hindus are bad, Hindus are bad, Hindus are thousands of God. When it's... You can't go to a Christian school if you don't pay money. They say, oh, we Christians educated. No, no, Christians didn't educate. Christians took money to educate. We didn't educate. So it's important to understand that. It's very, very important to understand. So um, that's what I wanted to say. And and this is a narrative that still goes on even till today. Even till today, it still goes on. And it's terrible that it goes on. It's absolutely terrible. Um, and it is something that you have to understand And this is the narrative behind indie TV's uh, takedown of the Adnani group and their trickle-down economics. It is really bad. And this is what is behind the mentality. But they never want to learn, ever don't want to learn. Today, today we're a better country. With a capitalist um, government on the top, with trickle-down economics, we are the third fifth largest economy in the world. We're projected to be the third largest economy by 2030. Uh, And that's what trickle-down economics does for you. Trickle-down economics. Pure, beautiful, free-flowing energy without labels, just human capital. Empowerment of your human capital through knowledge, through education, through infrastructure, through economics, now that is free-flowing metaphysical energy. And you are your own CEO. You're not dependent upon anyone. You can decide what you want to be. You can decide who you want to be. You can decide when you want to be. You can decide what in- what investment you put in it. And like the Gita says, don't invest in the, in the fruit of the action. Invest in the action, my friend. Invest in the action, in the positive energy, in the education, in the infrastructure, um, uh, in the infrastructure in, um, in economics and you will be great and the church doesn't understand these minority groups don't understand these so-called colonial invaders don't understand their colonial arrogance doesn't understand but they're still after you they're so hungry for power to keep their hold on the economics they don't understand they don't understand that we're currents and waves they just they're such supremacist groups they want you to to sit down they want you to to uh, submit to them, even if they make no sense. Even if on one side they're, they're they're slamming everyone who creates employment, the other side they're crying unemployment. Um, they, they're still doing the same. They they are still so stuck in this mentality that doesn't work. And that's why Hinduism made this country secular. Uh, Hindustan, Sanatan Dharma, Dharma your duty to yourself and to the land, to the Geomagnetics of the land, that is the most important thing in the world. And that's what makes you great. That's what makes uh, India great. And that's why India has never conquered the world. It's never conquered the world with, with war. It's with bombs, with invading armies. India has conquered the world through knowledge. She sent her sons and daughters to the far corners of the earth to teach, to empower them with knowledge, to educate. And, and in spite of everything that we got back, we still hold strong and we're proud and we're very grateful. And it's time to have that conversation, time to heal, time to acknowledge the journey, time to, time to rise up above the status quo, about the negativity, about the us versus them, the Abrahamic, uh, submit, supremacy, um, uh, politist, monotheist. Uh, that doesn't work, us versus them, God versus the devil, that is ignorance total, Total. okay, we are currents and waves, it's our currents that form the wave, so invest in the action, and the fruit of the action will come automatically to you, so that's what I wanted to say today, but there is something else I wanted to say, because I'm, I'm having a great time doing this, um, you know, um, as you know, I'm an ex-Christian, um, and uh, it's great to be free. It's great to be uh, who you choose to be. It's great to be dharma. It's not following dharma, it's be dharma. It's doing your duty to the land, empowering the energy, the having that conversation, healing. That is so great. Um, I was talking to some people and of course they're from, from India um, and uh, from the minority groups. Okay, that's how a lot of my, who I grew up with. So I still keep in touch with everyone. Uh, you know, people are people. I have no problem whatever you, uh, you accept and what you, how, which angle you take a look at life. And uh, so I sent a lot of them emails, or should I say, showing how the Pope, uh, the, the Pope came to Canada and, uh, you know, apologized for the, uh, for the rape and torture and genocide of of the aboriginal communities and the Pope did that and how the church, the Vatican was involved in this okay. uh, school after school after school after school they absolutely obliterated the aboriginals in, in this land and um, they want to do the same thing for India they haven't changed one single bit, they've just rebranded on the top from from, uh, from empire, they call themselves religion. From a they call themselves, they uh, they call themselves secular now. And they have the guts and the audacity to point fingers at others as communal. Uh, But yeah, so I send people that and no one replied. Some people did. And some people said, well, you know, uh, I believe in the Pope. He's a man of God. And I was like, I didn't say anything. I didn't want to get into conversation. I was like, okay, he's a man of God. Which God? The God? Where was God when the church was raping all these people? Where was God when the church was raping all these aboriginals? Where was God when all these Islamic nations, the groups and empires were butchering people? Where was God? Uh, Where where was this God? Okay? Where was this God when these imperial armies, uh, if even Hindu kingdoms, were uh, playing their feudal politics? Where was God? Where was God? There was was no God, right? It's just a narrative. Where's God when all these socialist groups talk about, oh, um, unemployment, but these same um, companies that are producing the employment, they degrade them, chastise them, character assassinate them, and then pretend to be secular. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Where is God? But you still want to, uh, you, you do not want to accept that your, your minority religion now is actually just a colonial empire. The empire is dead, but their divine departments are open for business. And, and they need our human capital to continue their colonial empires and their colonial arrogance. And that is what the problem is, my friend. Um, they refuse to admit. But at the same time, they're like, oh, you see the number of rapes in India. You see the number of uh, uh, murders in India. Did You see the number of this in India. India is going to hell. India is going to, oh, you see the BJP, all the BJP, uh, BJP, RSS, BJP, RSS. Let me tell you something. I, I was stunned. I said, it. your colonial empires made you part of these minority groups only for one reason. Because... They raped your ancestors. You'd have no problem with that. You're still praying to them. You, they raped and killed your, your, your ancestors. They butchered them. They murdered them. They forced them to be prey to this, this narrative that you, never, you don't know about, that just makes you feel good like a drug. But you do not want to take your responsibility. But if you're praying to a God, you're praying to a church or a, a mosque that has spent 3,000 years... The last the better part of 3,000 years, whichever group they belong to, raping their way through history, colonizing, genociding, and you expect now to have a better life. But you it's all indoctrinated and registered in your head. You're praying to it, you're asking, you're saying it's good, and you're saying it's going to uh, it should continue because this is what you want. God's will should continue. But they're going to give you more rape because that's how you you started your life your 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 spiritual journey to rape. You started your spiritual journey to to war. You started your spiritual journey to um to to uh, uh to genocide. What do you expect? What do you expect is going to continue. But you don't want to admit that. But you want to admit you want to you spill on the beans in the BJP. I mean. Somewhere up the line you have to understand the entire cycle, but because they're flat earth, they don't understand it anymore. Their narrative is flat earth, us versus them. They do not understand it's our currents that form the waves. We're entire cycle 360 degrees and we will go through the entire cycle. That's important to understand. And uh and yeah, and and they're and saying in 15 years. This country is going to be spoiled like as if it's the end of the world this, this land this this planet has gone for five billion years but they live in fear they cannot see the wider wider um, concept they have been indoctrinated by these Mullahs indoctrinated by these Tullahs these priests these Padres they've been indoctrinated even by Hindus by pundits they've been indoctrinated um, who, who, by socialist, uh, indoctrinated, 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 us versus them, us versus them, and their currents only start from a particular point. And before that, they, they don't know any history, no history. Ah, uh, and it's incredible, incredible where they take us. But they will never get out of it. And the next generation is like, I said, I said to them, what type of life do you want? Do you want the socialist life? He said, as long as I'm okay, I don't care about the rest. I just want what I want, as long as I'm okay. No economics. They don't understand trickle-down economics. They don't understand that we're currents and waves. Uh, I was talking to someone just, you know, about the Canadian Prime Minister. I said, this guy, the only thing he's done is, for example, he's put, uh, he's made pot. Um, he's made pot um, um, a legal substance your next generation of this country is going to be a pot strewn um, pot pot, uh, riddled country a nation on drugs do you understand what I'm trying to say a nation on drugs how can you how can you invent? How can you invest? How can you create the economics? How can you think out of the box? How can you be better? How can you in, how can you evolve if you're strewn with drugs? If you're riddled with drugs? But this is what the Canadian Prime Minister's done. I said, she's saying, I don't care. Um, it's um, as long as I'm okay. I said, oh, you're really? You think you're going to be okay in 20 years? Your children, you think they're going to be okay? But no, they're these minority communities who keep this indoctrination you think your country is going to be okay when there's drugs on every street really so uh they don't understand because we've been indoctrinated they see the, you know the four corners the four by four and that's okay they don't see that the debt has tripled and they think the entire debt has tripled because of covid the debt has not tripled doubled because of covid The, the bulk of the debt of this country has been has been doubled before covid and COVID was just one part, one small part of it. But the bulk of the debt was before COVID. They don't understand that. There's no economics, no investment. The only investment is, oh, the thousands of jobs created through drugs, through, through pot, and that's okay. You need drugs to create dro- jobs. Can you understand the trickle down economics of those drugs? Today it's pot. Tomorrow it's coke. And when your children are dying of coke and selling coke in the schools and colleges, don't don't cry. You're bringing thousands of immigrants to this country, and what do you think they're going to do? They come from trauma. You think they're not going to be at, uh, attracted to these drugs? But you're voting for this, and what do you expect? And these are the same people who take up for the socialist uh, narrative, uh, us versus them, as long as I'm good. But you've seen now, the good is gone. Your, your in- interpretation of good is gone. And you've got another good who's saying, enough is enough. This game is over. We want to clean up shop. We want to clean up the drugs. We want to invest in the economics. We want to give the economics back to the people. We want to give them the the control of the economics. We want to give them the employment. We want to give them uh, dharma as in the duty to invest in the action and not bother about the fruit of the action. The more they invest in the positive, the more positive they'll get. The more they invest in negative and victimhood and intolerance And this narrative of communal, oh, communal, I'm a poor victim. You're not going to get anything in life. You're going to be on drugs for the next 2,000 years. And that's a cycle. But no, they cannot say it. So guess who's made this country secular? Guess who secular was was invented for? The concept of secular was to protect the dharma of this country against the colonial invaders. But uh, it was given... It was made to say, to show that as of the big bad, Hindus are the worst people on the planet, and all the poor little minorities are, yes, the colonial invaders and the relics of the empires, who I was part of, as an ex-Christian, I will say, I was part of embarrassingly. Um, and, and, and luckily, I managed to, to leave this this ring of of negativity and I I'm I'm so glad to say that yes it is Hindus who made this land secular we've been better than secular and we've um, for the last 10,000 years and more and even when we got invaded by by 3,000 years of 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 refugees and who our ancestors were invaders uh, colonial occupiers um, Abrahamic supremacist, us versus them we are still we choose to be better than we choose to be live higher than we have to choose to 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 share that knowledge and to heal to heal others not only to heal ourselves but to heal others and that 's the only way to go forward to heal my dear friends, take courage to understand the currents that form our waves, understand the metaphysical energy, the force between, and every packet of data that makes us who we are, the millions of years of currents and waves, and we will be free from this pain, we will be free, we will take uh, responsibility, we will create a better society, and we will be great, and kudos to all those investing in in our future, to the big multinational groups in India, (sighs) the Adnanis, the The Reliance, the Hindujas, everyone, everyone, thank you for the trickle-down economics. Um, I always wondered who you were, and I never had a chance to say sorry, but, and thank you. Thank you for being there for us. Thank you for giving us these these dividends and these companies, the hard work of your ancestors. Um, Thank you for giving us an education because without you, we wouldn't have education. Without you, um, we wouldn't have food on our table. Uh, whatever your ideology is, whatever your, your dharma is, whatever your point of view is, whether you agree, don't agree, disagree, it's, I hold no prejudice against you. I am only grateful that I have a better chance. I have a second chance and a third chance today at a better life and that's all because of you. So thank you very much. and. Uh, Church to Hindustan Bharat Hindustan Zindavan Bharat Mata TJ